Welcome back to Administrative Static. Mark Chenoweth and John Vecchioni with you. Uh, John, we uh, filed a motion seeking a preliminary injunction in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Texas this week in the case of the Daily Wire, the Federalist, the State of Texas v. Department of State. Now, this is the case where we are suing the State Department uh, because of social media censorship that they've been engaged in. And, and it's, it's a, in some ways even more nefarious what the State Department's been doing because, first of all, uh, it's the State Department. They're supposed to only be engaged in things overseas. They don't have any responsibility for what's happening domestically in the United States. And yet, uh, you know, as a, as a, almost like a Radio Free America kind of kind of effort on their part. Apologies to Mark Levin. They they have decided that it's their responsibility uh, to you know try to suppress what they view as propaganda on social media in the United States and. Uh, you know, if something is foreign propaganda, then they, what they've done is they've developed, they've, you know, through uh, some of this is, is through grant making and so forth, but they've developed, tested and marketed censorship technology to United States domestic social media entities for them to use in order to root out uh, this, uh, this disfavored speech. But the problem is, John, much as in our other case, this uh, disfavored speech is also known as First Amendment protected speech. And that means that the government cannot have a role in suppressing that speech or abridging that speech. And yet here we have the United States State Department's an entity that is enti- supposed to be entirely focused on the, the on what's going on overseas. And there might be a role for what they're doing. I, I find the whole thing a little suspect, but there might be a role for countering foreign propaganda overseas. I mean, we do that uh, and we, you know, referring to Radio Free America and Radio Free Europe, Radio Free Cuba. I mean, they're, right. we've done this sort of uh, over the airwaves, and there may be a version of that on social media overseas that that could make sense. I, you know, I, I'll be agnostic. It's not Armed Forces moment. Radio, right? It's not Armed Forces Radio, uh, but uh, but you certainly can't have the State Department turning around and and selling that technology or giving that technology away uh, to domestic folks to use against American citizens. That's just a blatant violation of the First Amendment. And so we're seeking a preliminary injunction to stop that behavior in its tracks during the pendency of the litigation. And all we're asking is that the State Department not be allowed to violate the First Amendment you know, while the, while the lawsuit uh, is, is going on. So that, that seems like a fairly uh, uh, you know, minor ask. I'm sure that the State Department isn't going to go along with this. Uh, but but they've been using this Global Engagement Center, the GEC, uh, to, to develop and promote this technology. And they've been working with third parties like NewsGuard and the Global Disinformation Index to blacklist domestic news organizations. And, and what is the global? What is, is that public-private or is it directly under the State Department? Uh, I, I I don't think it's directly under the State Department. I think, uh, you know, if, if Margot Cleveland were here, she could give you the direct answer to that. Uh, but my understanding is that the Global Disinformation Index is sort of the UK equivalent of, ah. of NewsGuard. If I'm, uh, we might have to come back. And, right, exactly. And correct. Correct. Uh, record yes, on that. Exactly. But, uh, and, but it's, but it has, you know, been working against uh, uh, domestic news organizations in the US uh, as well. And so these, uh, you know, they target media outlets that oppose the government's narrative, certainly including our clients, the Daily Wire and the Federalist, but also including 
lots of other entities. I mean, you've seen the the top ten list of of NewsGuard's uh, you know least reliable, and includes <laughs> the New York Post, which right, exactly. broke the Hunter Biden laptop story, and uh, and these other uh, you know what I would view as the sources that I go to most frequently <laughs> for my news. Well, John, I, I I would say the New York Post is flamboyant, but not usually wrong. Right. That's it, right. That's right. I mean, often amusing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I love their headlines yeah. a lot of times. Not know. buttoned down, but I think that they, uh, y- you know, they don't, they, they haven't been paying out any libel suits, right? They, well, they, the, <laughs> and I believe the oldest newspaper in America or the oldest continuous, continuous publication yes. founded by Alexander Hamilton or something like that, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, you know, it's a reputable reputable outlet. And for them to, to make the list, for the Daily Wire and the Federalist to make the list of, of least reliable is, is ridiculous. And the way that uh, that, uh, that that these things work, and, and what I've seen, John, is uh, if you pull up an article from any one of these sites, like the Daily Wire or the Federalist, like say at a public library, it doesn't matter what the article is. They don't individually judge the reliability of each article. So if Philip Hamburger, our founder, writes an article and it appears on the Federalist, then it it comes with like a 12.5% reliable badge <laughs> right on the article. He can publish the same article in the Wall Street Journal and it's 100% reliable. So it's a really, you know, imprecise a, well, you yeah, know, kind it, of cuz cuz in one it, it, if it shows on one they go, "Oh, 98% accurate or what whatever uh, ivory soap was." Right? right 99. Right, right. Point, 99. Point, yeah. <laughs> and then and then and then the same article has some bad rating cuz it was in the wrong in the wrong uh publication. I mean, that is censorship by the government for disfavored publications. Absolutely is is what it is and 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 the other thing that uh you know that ensues from that is that they're trying to discredit and demonetize these outlets because there are advertising, uh, well, how would you describe them? Advertising uh, brokerages or clearinghouses or something like that, uh, that when they see these re- websites branded as risky or unliable, they, they try to redirect their clients' advertising money away from those outlets. Right. And that's the entire point here. They're trying NewsGuard and the Global Disinformation Index, and thus the United States State Department is trying to demonetize the Daily Wire, the Federalist, and these other publications that often take a, a, a narrative, press a narrative that's inconsistent with the narrative the government wants to press. Well, that's just censorship, John, plain and simple. It's certainly abridging free speech, and uh, and that's why you know, we're very keen to get the uh, the preliminary injunction here. And of course, to get a preliminary injunction, we have to show that we have a substantial likelihood of success uh, on the merits. And so, you know, one of the ways that we show this is, well, the State Department is acting domestically and it's not allowed to act domestically, right? So that no. seems like a pretty pretty easy argument to make. Uh, and, and then, of course, the argument that these initiatives are abridging our, our plaintiff's First Amendment uh, rights to, to free speech and free press. I think the, the, the next one is, obviously, we have to show plaintiffs will suffer irreparable harm. Uh, absent a preliminary injunction, well, this demonetizing is is working. And the reason we know this is because NewsGuard and the Global Information Index are bragging about the fact that, that advertising dollars have been redirected as a result uh, of their efforts. So that is causing harm. Th- those advertising dollars will never be recouped by our, our right. clients. Those dollars are just gone. And then in terms of the balance of the equities, uh, you know, they weigh heavily and the public interest weighs heavily in our clients' favor because it's never in the public interest to violate the Constitution. And that's exactly what the State Department's 
conduct uh, is doing here. So I think that that uh, that our clients are very likely uh, to su- to succeed in their uh, First Amendment claims. One of the things that we point out is that when this practice was first disclosed in 2023 as to the State Department's National Endowment for Democracy, you may remember, John, Ned's board immediately shuttered the unconstitutional program. There were some Republican members right. of Congress on the board of, of the National Endowment for Democracy and so forth, and they were outraged. And, and so the fact that they shut it down so quickly tells me that this it's not uncontroversial that what you know, this was going happening under the radar. But as soon as it was exposed to the light of day, everyone said, oh, no, 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 no. State Department can't do that. Well, and, and the National Endowment for Democracy, I remember uh, after the Cold War, it was Republicans and Democrats. And their main thing was like opening up, showing people how to run political parties in free countries in Eastern Europe and stuff. And it was a bipartisan effort. So I'm sure that they didn't want to, they wanted to retreat from anything that looked like this. And the the other thing about, about this is the State Department isn't even doing this for, it's not like they're saying, hey, they say, you know, Russia says that Ukraine did this. They didn't do that. It's not even that. It's domestic. It's everything on oh, earth. Yeah. It's not even in their wheelhouse uh, uh Abroad, I mean, no. In, in fact, uh, you know, one of the things that Margot uh, mentioned to me, you know, she, uh, in addition to being an attorney for us, she is a journalist for the Federalist, and some of the articles that she has written for the Federalist have been, uh, you know, promoted or retweeted by uh, RT or some of these other right. kind of right. foreign influence media right. entities, if you want to, if you want to call them that. Obviously, the Federalist is completely domestic, but as soon as her article gets promoted by somebody else, then then they they flag that as being a problem. So well, right. she doesn't have any control over who promotes the Correct. articles that she's writing as an American for other Americans on an American right. entity, media entity's website. Right. So it's a, it's a very imprecise process. And I should probably just uh, take a minute to say that the state of Texas uh, has joined NCLA in this lawsuit and in seeking this preliminary injunction uh, because they recognize that that the State Department and GEC lacks authority uh, to, to fund and market these censorship technologies. And they're concerned with their sovereign interest in enforcing Texas's law that requires social media companies with market power to provide non-discriminatory, non-discriminatory services as a common carrier. Now, that that law is also in front of the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court uh, but, you know, in the meantime, uh, Texas uh, is interested in listening to, you know, to what uh, the Federalist and the Daily Wire and and, and so forth uh, have to say in the preliminary injunction, uh, but Texas is more focused on the fact that the that that the preliminary injunction would prevent the State Department uh, from uh, from interfering with its sovereign interests to enforce Texas uh, Texas's uh, law. So that's you know that's what we're that's what we're looking at here. The you know the State Department has supposedly developed these speech-suppressing technologies to combat foreign propaganda overseas. But to me, the fact that the federal government now sees fit to wield these weapons or to put these weapons in others' hands to wield against American citizens and stateside media outlets is just it's, it's as frightening as it is forbidden, John. Yeah, and, and the fact of the matter is is that this is stuff they're doing now routinely that we did in wartime. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, we'll let you know what happens with this preliminary injunction. Again, it's Daily Wire, the Federal State of Texas v. Department of State, pending in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Texas. We'll be back with more right after this. 